Hello and welcome. I trust everyone had a restful weekend. Just in case you popped into the group over the weekend and you were wondering why I think so quiet, it's because I had announced uh, the day prior that we were not going to do anything on a Sunday. Because even though the focus of this group is on how to start our business in three easy steps, we can't be about business 247, 365 days of the year. We need time for rest, we need time for recuperation, and so we're going to be second, setting the weekends aside. So, welcome to the group. I'm your trainer. I'm a sales coach and business consultant, Tavishima Ayede. I'm also the host of the long-running Sales for the Nigerian Business Person podcast. We now have over 680 episodes on Apple iTunes, uh, can be found on Apple iTunes, rather, Google Podcasts, or any podcast player of your choice. It's part of the free learning audio resources that I'm going to be sharing over here on the group. So subscribe so you can have all 680 episodes whenever you want. And um, whenever I share any podcast episodes from here, feel free. You can download them to be yours forever to make reference uh, to them if you need. Today, we are going to make a detour from the agenda. Previously, what we were discussing was um, how to start your business in three easy steps. First step was to decide on which business idea we're going to do. We broke that down into three sub-steps. The first one being to look at passions that we can um, start our businesses around. Number two was to look at our effort. And then number three was to look at gaps in the market or problems in the market that we can solve. We have already delivered one audio resource on uh, passions. And then um, after that, we would have gone into effort today. But I noticed that over the weekend, we had some comments from uh, Kiki and from uh, Shodex. Yeah, I believe. Yes, from Kiki and uh, Shodex. And they went into some emotional hangups that they have and that are pretty much universal for most of us. And I figured that today we should devote some time to acknowledging those responses from Kiki and from Shodex and then also to discuss some of the issues that were raised. So after we're done with that today, then tomorrow we can move on to um, the second part of figuring out what business we should do, which is by following our effort. And when I say effort, I already mean, uh, what I mean is those things that you are doing um, effortlessly every day, they're easy, they come secondhand, most often you're doing it for free, but you've never thought that this sort of thing can be um, monetized. The reason why effort and passion are not quite the same is because sometimes your effort doesn't always follow your passion. I'm going to share this um, on the podcast later, um, just in case some of you are listening to this um, audio on the podcast and you're wondering uh, what Stavishima talking about today. Well, now you've gotten the um, background. I This message was made for a telegram, a free community on Telegram on how to start your business in three easy steps. But because of some of the issues that we are going to discuss today, I figured it would be a good one uh, to share with the podcast um, audience as well. So that you can see the kind of thought process that people go through um, before they start the business. And then also to let you know that if you're someone who is going through um, any of these um, emotional upswings or downswings, it's universal, you're not alone, there's not something wrong with you. So for Kiki, uh, let me see her message. Okay, so she said um, her passion isn't something that she thought had market um, value. 
Now, that is something that we're going to determine when we get to stage two. Because remember, stage two is about seeing if your passion has a viable market around it. To see if your passion, if we can build a viable business um, around it so that you can get some income. But you don't have to be worried. You don't have to be scared, Kiki. Because all we have to do is to test and see if there's room for progress. The problem that most people run um, into is that they think this is my passion and then they assume it has no market value and then they do nothing with it. But you don't know until you test. For instance, business books are full of this example about um, bottled water. Before bottled water became a thing, there was this idea that people already have water at home and that there's water everywhere especially um, through public works. That's for those of you who live in uh, Western countries. So the idea was, water is already everywhere. It's readily available for free. Why would anybody buy bottled water? So nobody bothered to sell it. But then, some people decided to test that hypothesis, go into the market, and then lo and behold, now it's a billion-dollar industry. People are selling uh, bottled water, mineral water, uh, what again, uh, spring water, vitamin-infused water, uh, cleansing water, um, detoxifying water, all kinds of water. So you get the point. Let's not just sit down with our, our hypothesis and assume that there is no market here. The approach that we're going to be taking on this group is using a sales and a business development perspective to start the business and to grow the business. And when it comes to sales and business development, we don't guess. We have an idea, we have a hypothesis, we have a hunch, but then we go out and we test it. We get signals from the market. It's the market that will tell us whether there is value to this idea or not. It's not by sitting home and being worried. So don't worry. By the time we get to stage two, you're going to see how to test to see if there's a, uh, if there's a viable idea that can be built around this, your business. Now, she also mentions that maybe she's just scared of um, public speaking. That's because you'll see later on that her ideas, one of the ways of monetizing it might involve public speaking because she's good about uh, friendships, keeping um, relationships going, that sort of thing. So one of the avenues of monetizing might involve public speaking or, like she said, a podcast. So Kiki is afraid. Fear is a normal part of the business process. The reason why everybody becomes scared when it comes to business is because of the unknowns. Now, that's the point of working with a coach. The coach or the consultant, like me, we know the hurdles, we can anticipate them, and we can come up with a game plan for overcoming them. So the fear part, that's normal. Let's narrow it down to public speaking. So yes, you might be afraid of public speaking, but that is because when you go on to stage, you don't know what to say. You don't know what to wear. You don't know where to stand. You don't know how to use your hands. You don't know if you should be looking at the people at the front or the people at the back or if you should be looking off into space. And you're probably not sure what is the first topic that you should be speaking about. So, being scared, it's absolutely normal. Everybody goes through it in one stage or another. The difference is not whether we feel fear or not. The difference is just the intensity of the fear that some people go through. For some people, the fear is crippling. For other people, it's a mild irritation, but the fear is there. Part of the problem is there's lots of unknowns, but it's okay. 
you have a coach now, you're working with a consultant, we're going to know what the hurdles are and the difficulties. We'll come up with a plan for how to overcome them. With a plan, everything gets easier. Now, Kiki continues. She says um, that she was glad to hear some of this stuff. Um, she's not on the wrong path um, because she, she had shared um, her ideas with some people and it looks like people are not really um, encouraging. Now, we need to be careful who we share our business ideas with. It's because there are some people that cannot see the possibilities that lie ahead. That's because maybe they're thinking small. Maybe they've had a rough life. Maybe they can't dream. But whatever it is, not everybody sees the possibilities. So, you should only share your ideas with people that you respect or people who have achieved what you'd like to achieve. Now, people who you respect and who respect you even if they can't see the possibilities, they're going to talk in much more pragmatic terms and are not going to shoot down your ideas. So, for instance, my mom, I discussed a couple of things with her and the kind of questions that she asks me are, what does this have to do with that? What is the plan for selling this? How do you know that someone is going to like that? Now, you can see I respect her. She respects me. And you can see that her questions are pointing out the kind of obstacles that we might have to overcome to make my business ideas a reality. There are some people who you will talk to that will say, so you think you have two heads. Look at all of us in this community. We have tried to blow before, but we didn't blow. Why do you think you're the one who will succeed? Madam Dreamer, why are you always dreaming? Sit down here, be practical, and let's solve these our daily problems. So you can see that there's a difference. Someone you respect and someone who respects you is going to ask you some solid questions or point out some obstacles that you need to work through and you guys can now sit down and start brainstorming about what to do next so the people that are going to say things like what makes you think you're special since you were a child you've always had all these uh, foolish ideas it's not your fault it's because mommy spoiled you it's because you're finer than the rest of us it's because you have yellow skin it's because of this it's because of that daddy spoiled you you're a dreamer You've been watching too many Disney movies, blah, blah, blah. All those people, please don't talk to them. Don't share your business ideas with them. So people who you respect and people who respect you, yeah, talk to them. Because even if truly your father spoiled you when you were a little girl, he's going to start off the conversation on that honest note that, okay, I'm sorry, my dear, maybe I have spoiled you when you were little and blah, blah, blah. And maybe that's why you see the world through rose-colored glasses. But what makes you think that this is a workable idea? And then, of course, you're going to say, what makes you think is workable and you guys are going to have a candid conversation about how to go through things. So, it's not everyone we share our business ideas with. People who respect, people who respect us. And then people who have achieved what we'd like to achieve. In fact, that second category, those are the best people to talk to. So you're thinking that maybe this thing is not going to work, but you know somebody who is a pastor or you know someone who is a motivational speaker. Go and speak to that person. Pastor, these are the ideas that I have and I think it might involve public speaking. Uh, I'm scared. I'm not sure if it will work. You're going to have a much more fruitful conversation. In fact, your pastor might not be a bad person to talk to because apart from going through the technical aspects of this is how you plan your speech, this is how you master your stage, this is how you dress, uh, this is how you build your confidence, the person might also go into the spiritual angle that why don't you pray about it? Um, let's, um, let's pray about it. Let's uh, see. Let's ask um, God's guidance along with this journey, things like that. 
I hope all these things that I'm suggesting right now are giving you a fair sense, Kiki, and anybody else who is listening about who the kinds of people that we should be talking to are. It's not everyone. I don't discuss my business ideas with everyone. In fact, there are some family members that they only uh, know or they only figure things out when they come across my stuff on social media. They're like, oh, okay, so you started this. And I'm like, yeah, I have. I've started so, uh, Kiki continues, her passion is caring for others and creating a safe space for people. She calls herself the peace engineer in her circle. I like that. That's real nice. And she has helped um, to hold down friendships uh, for more than 15 years. That's really good. Because me and my secondary school buddies were 25 years um, since we finished secondary school. And um, yeah, I'm not in touch with too many of them. So, anyway, 15 years. That's quite good. And... Um, Anyway, so she has lots of things to say about um, how she creates um, safe space and how she's a peace um, engineer. So with what she has um, said, it's she's right that we'd have to do some more work to figure out if the, there's a product here or if there's a service here that can be sold. But the thing is, when it comes to sales and business development, most things have an answer, even if we don't know what the answer is. It's just a matter of trying to find out how. But like I said in the first passion episode even if you're not able to make this passion work it's not a problem so we can still feel free go ahead try out this passion thing if it doesn't work we're going to pivot and move to something else it's not the end of the world so we have some work to do and yes kiki you're absolutely correct then um she thought of starting a podcast uh, about friendships uh, things like that um and then she's wondering whether she should start a good business, in quote, again, assumptions. Let's not just assume that this idea is a bad business from the start. So starting a good business before doing all these other things in the future. That's the podcast and the public speaking around um, friendships. Now, the thing is, that is also a viable option. And some people think it is um, a much more practical option. That you should start with something that gives you income today. Go get a job or start trading. Because trading can give you income today. Buy a loaf of bread for uh, 800 naira and then sell it for 900 and get 100 naira income you know those sorts of things so there's some people who say get a job or trade and then you can do this other thing later if that's what kiki would like to explore that is fine it makes sense just remember or rather just be mindful that when we uh, explore these options we shouldn't um, give up there's someone i know who fell into some rough times and the person wanted to start doing uber driving and it seemed like a good idea. But then later on, the person changed his mind. And I asked, you know, why did you change your mind? And the person was like, I didn't do it because I knew deep down that if I started doing this Uber thing, that is me giving up on this idea. Of course, was that the right idea? You know, it depends. We all have different circumstances. But we should be mindful that sometimes when we take some of these things, we're just um, giving up. So if you're trading just so that you can pay the bills now, and then do all these other things later. Perfect sense. Very good. If you're going to do drive Uber now so you can pay the bills and pay school fees and everything so they can start the other business later, that's that's good. But just know whether you are giving up or deflecting or you don't really have much faith in the um, other one, the other idea. So it makes a lot of sense. Do what you think is the easy sell now or do what you think is going to bring the easy money now. And then for these other business ideas that we don't have and a not-so-obvious path to getting into the market, we can explore that later. So some other stuff from Kiki, but let's just leave it there because um, there's also um, Shodex. 
By the way, I'm not sure if it's Sodex or Shodex. I'm just saying Shodex because I noticed that your surname is a Yoruba surname. So I'm assuming that it's Shodex, maybe like Shodibo or something. So Shodex, um, he is an artist, or he or she. I'm sorry, forgive me. Uh, well, Kiki, I assume Kiki is a lady because her full name is Inkiruka. So for Shodex, uh, I'm not sure. So I'm assuming Shodex is a dude. So Shodex, artist, interior decor, painting is his passion. Um, but he thinks that he's uh, losing his passion. I'm not sure exactly what he means that there because he has to hustle and then um, cater um, for the family. So like I said, um, I understand perfectly clear all the sentiments that I hear. And so just like we said with Kiki, um, it, it makes a lot of sense. If there's another hustle that pays the bills now and then this other thing we will do later, some people think of it as a much more pragmatic option. Sure, go ahead with that. We all have um, different um, circumstances. But remember what I said in the beginning about uh, passions, about how if you start a passion business, uh, okay, well, I'm not sure what to call it. Let's just say passion business. If you start a passion business, trying to get a profit out of a passion business is going to put immense stress, friction, tension on your love for the craft. So if you come home from a busy day of work, let's say right now you work in Zenith Bank, you come home from a busy day of work and then you sit down and uh, your children tried painting some stuff and then you, you pull out paper or canvas or whatever and then people start painting together, this thing is giving you joy. It's helping you relax. That's your passion. But the moment it becomes a business, you finish from Zenith, work, uh, from Zenith Bank, you come home, uh, your children want to show you stuff that they painted, but like, oh, no, 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 I have work to do. Because you have to paint a canvas for Mrs. Ogidingbe's 50th birthday or something like that. It puts a lot of stress on it. And that was one of the caveats that I gave for those of you who want to start passion businesses. But like I said, the major question is um, steps two and steps three. Can, is it viable? If it's viable, and can we build sustainable selling frameworks? Then we might as well take a shot. Who knows? By the time we prove the viability and we get um, the sustainable income coming in, then maybe the pressure on your, um, your, your passion or your hobby um, might be less. So these are things that we have to um, take into account. Then, um, let's see. Okay, more stuff we've already dealt with. Uh, looking for things that will bring in money on time. Um, he's done a bit of house painting and things like that. Then he also thought of starting another uh, business um, apart from the handwork to bring in money and he went into the boutique uh, business. And he's also thinking of um, home decor and he has got a store. Um, let's see... Okay, yes. But then he has run out of finance to buy more cloth. So I'm scrolling through the message as we're reading this so that I can... Uh, that's the reason why I'm pausing. Uh, so, finance to buy more um, cloth. So, yes. For those of you who buy and sell products, finance can be a problem. But this is one option that uh, some of you don't consider. And it's called bootstrapping. Bootstrapping is a way... It's a sustainable way to grow your business. It's just that it's a much slower way. If you were to raise finance, you can move fast. If you bootstrap, you're going to be slow. Because bootstrapping is going to be tied either to your savings or to your selling ability. So if you have savings, you put it into the business. That's bootstrapping. If you're good at selling, you will go out and sell and then take the profits you use to buy more stuff to sell again. So that is why bootstrapping is slower. Raising finances is faster. 
but I'm not going to say any more about the um, debate on should you bootstrap, use your savings and sales, or should you raise finance, borrow money. So, if you want more finance, more money, so you can get more inventory, you can buy more uh, fabrics to sell, then you one of the options available is actually to get better at sales and get better at collections. Because I've noticed that some of you, especially if you're based in Lagos, like when I was in Lagos, I noticed that a lot of people in this business would make lots of sales, but they would not be good at collections. So you've given out 10 pieces of fabrics, two to Kike, one to Kemi, another one to buy your, you know, on and on. And you sell them at good margins, maybe 15,000 naira each. But then the thing is, everybody paid part payment. So Kike only paid uh, 5,000. She paid 3,000 on one and she paid 2,000 on another. And then she there's 25,000 that is outstanding. Sorry, not 25, no. That's 15, and then she has paid 5, 10. So there's 10,000 outstanding with one person, and then you have 6,000 outstanding with another person, and then you have 18 outstanding with somebody, and 2 outstanding with another person, and then that is where the losses start to happen. Because, yeah, you made sales, in quote, in theory, because you sent out all those pieces of fabric, but then collections was the problem. So you guys, you fabric people, you boutique people, you guys, especially if you're based in Lagos, you guys need to get real good at collections. So maybe you have no problems with the sales part. You have to get better at collections. So that if Kike collected two pieces and she's supposed to give you 15 grand, but she has only dropped uh, 10, if you told her, please pay me by Monday, then by all means, Monday, pick up the phone, call her, or on the way back from work, pass through her house, check in, you have to collect that money. You don't collect that money, you're not going to get the revenue that you need to buy more inventory to sell. So that's an option that's available for you, um, Shodex, bootstrapping. If you have savings, put it there. If you don't want to do the risky things uh, because you know you put your savings there, your savings are tied up, then you have to get better at sales and get better at collections. You have to get better at talking to people. And once you make the sale, you have to get better at collecting your money I started off as a wedding photographer 15 years ago. It's common in uh, that industry, the event space, for people to collect 80% upfront. So that if you're selling your fabrics 15K a piece, I'm not sure what 80% is. Let's just guess that 80% is 13K. At least you've collected 30K. The pressure now is only, on, is only to collect only 2K. In fact, there are some business models that are built around making sure that the 80% you collect already has a profit margin on top so that even if you don't get that remaining 20%, you survive. Business will continue. So those are some of the things that you ought to continue um, to uh, consider. So, Shodex, make sure that you are priced appropriately. Make sure you're good at sales. Make sure you're good at collections. You will get the income to buy inventory and then it will move. But yes, if you are able to borrow money, you will move faster. But uh, bootstrapping is a sure way and a slower way. Then, another option that's available to you, um, Shodex, is pre-selling. That is something that some merchants do. Now, this is what pre-selling is. The person comes and the person wants red Ankara with orange flamingo on it. You do not have red Ankara with orange flamingo. Maybe you have the blue version. But you know where you can buy the red Ankara with orange flamingo. So you sell it to the person. You say, sure, I'll get it for you 
how many pieces? The person says, I want 10 pieces. And then he pays. You now take that money and then you go and you buy the orange Ankara with yellow flamingo from someone else and then deliver to him. That is pre-selling. You don't have the thing in your possession yet, but you sell anyway and collect the money. And then later on, you transfer it to the other person. You know, you don't necessarily need to know. There are lots of people who do pre-selling. So, so long as you're, it's not stealing, so long as um, you honor your commitments. If you take the money and run, that is stealing. But if you take the money and then you do fulfillment, then uh, that is not stealing. Think of it this way. There is the selling and the marketing function in the business. Then there is the fulfillment function of the business. Fulfillment is carrying out the order. Selling is collecting. Selling and marketing is collecting the money, creating the customer. You don't always have to be the person who fulfills yourself. So when you buy through Amazon, a lot of times you have given your money to Amazon, but the person who is fulfilling it is someone else. So the selling function and the fulfilling function there are separate. Now, Amazon is not a thief. They're not stealing. They will collect your money and they will give it to the people who fulfill and they will take their cut. Bottom line is the product you paid for will get to you. So pre-selling is also an option that is available for um, Shodex. So pre-sell, you don't have the fabrics. You know where to get the fabrics or the clothing items. Sell it. But then, please, collect your money in full or collect a reasonable amount. Then go out and buy it. If you don't calculate your pricings correct or your margins correct when it comes to pre-selling, you are going to make an immediate loss. If you sell it to the person for 15K and you collect 15K, but by the time you go to buy it, it actually turns out that it is 15.5 a piece, then you have a problem. You can either do that and tell the person, oh, it cost much more than I thought, uh, prices have gone up, the dollar uh, dollar rate has gone up, um, Tinubu, fuel price hike, blah, 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 all of that. So uh, please, Novex, you now owe me X amount extra. You can try that. There are some other people who will go and see that, oh, this thing is much more expensive than I thought. And they'll just call the other person back like, hey, this is what happened though. I know I promised you this, but man, the prices that I've seen, I can't make this thing happen. I beg, give me your account number. Let me transfer the money back. That's also an option. Okay, just so make sure that the pricing is right, the margins are right, or else you're going to hit um, immediate um, loss. But the thing is, you don't always need to have inventory in stock to sell it. Amazon doesn't always have the goods when we ask for, uh, for the order for them to deliver pajamas or toothpaste or whatever. Selling function is separate from the fulfillment function. Now, even if I made a mistake with Amazon as an example, in principle, it's still the same. Selling function, fulfillment function, separate. In fact, for those of us who lived and worked in the UK for a while, we're familiar with this sort of thing. You place your order, you go to MS, and then they say, oh, you placed an order for five items. Well, unfortunately, this thing is out of stock. We only have three. So do you want to just take the three and go? Or will you still pay for it now and then come back later up and pick up the remaining two? There's some people who say, oh, yeah, sure, no problem. Let me pay for the five. When you have the other two, call me. I'll come and pick all five at the same time. So you can see selling function, separate. Fulfillment function, separate. Shodex, start thinking in those terms um, as well. 
So, uh, let's see. Okay, another thing. So, with little that he has brought in in sales. Okay, he doesn't want other members of his community, fellow artisans, to know that he has a business. So, that's the reason why he's not advertising on social media, stuff like that. Because um, he doesn't want people to see what he's up to. And yeah, I'm with you. I feel you. This fear is real. Our contemporaries might look down at us for being ambitious. Or they might think we're being unrealistic. For instance, there's a lawyer that I listen to on one podcast who is an actor. He's a very famous actor, but I don't really watch movies, so I don't know the guy. But he spoke about that. He was getting some acting roles, but the thing is, he graduated as a lawyer. So it's somehow, for at least in the Nigerian context, for someone who went to law school, you're a lawyer, You know, everybody's calling you barrister, and then you're, you're sneaking out to go and act movies and things like that. But then, the turning point happened. One day... He realized that in two months or three months, he had made more money than he makes from a year in acting. And so he told himself, you know what, screw this. Let me just go all in. If in two months I've already made what uh, I made in the whole year, let me just go all in and let's see how this thing will turn out. And right now he's doing well. So it happens. One reason why I can relate to that example is because my previous background was in law. So I understand those pressures. You know, you're a law, you're a lawyer, you're educated, you're whatever. So you try to do some things and eh, people look at you funny. So yes, your fellow artisans, yes, they might look at you funny, thinking that you're trying to uh, be too big. All of us were artisans. You're the one who wants to blow. You're the one who wants to become a millionaire. I understand that fear. It's normal. We all go through it. Uh, well, like a medical doctor I know who now started selling Ankara, it happens. But this is the major question. Are you, Shodex, are you happy with your finances? If you're happy with your finances, then stay where you are. There's no problem. If not, your colleagues' opinions is not going to pay your bills and it's not going to take care of your family. So do what you need to do, so long as you're doing ethical business. If they look down at you, eh, it's one of those things. If they look down at you, it's one of those things. Those are not people that you need to hang around anyway. Only hang around people who support your hustle, who support your flow. There's no point in keeping idiots around who are going to bring you down. So, so long as what you're doing is ethical, you're not selling drugs, you're not doing prostitution, you're not uh, doing human trafficking. So, I mean, what, what's their opinion? Well, really, if you're happy where you are, then stay. If you're not happy, you want to improve your finances, then please, by all means, your uh, fabrics business, go all in. Please. So, summary. I want to thank Kiki, I want to thank Shodex for being uh, vulnerable here. It's not easy to open up about these sorts of things when you're in a forum with um, strangers. Engaging is good because your coach, your business consultant, your marketing consultant, we need to know what it is that we're working on. I mean, the challenge that we're facing before we, need, before we can um, propose what it is that we need to do next. So whether you go through paid consulting with me or not, whoever it is that you work with in the future, you need to be upfront. This is where I am. This is my headspace. These are my fears. These are the obstacles that I see. Things like that. So we know what to do next. Then, it's also good that we seem to have a sense of what our passions are. Because uh, now that we have a sense of what our passions are for Kiki and for um, Shodex, our job is going to be easier when it comes to stage two. Stage two is how do we figure out if there's a viable market for our passions? Can we see if this idea can bring in money? But before we get to stage two... I said at the beginning of today's episode, there are other things we have to look at. Remember, we started off by looking at, number one, passion, number two, effort, and then three, market gaps or opportunities as possible ideas to start. 
we have only done one so far, which is passion. So tomorrow, we're going to move on to effort. And if we're done with effort tomorrow, then we'll move on to market um, gaps. I just wanted to use today to address all the emotional hangups that we're having. Because Kiki and Shodex, it's not just you guys. We all go through this. Some of us are comfortable talking about it. Some of us are not. Because you're comfortable talking about it, it actually is a sign of strength. It's not a sign of weakness. It means that there's stuff that will not hold you down. Some of us are really stoic, and so we'll keep quiet. But we're keeping quiet. We're keeping it to our chest. We won't make progress. You, you're talking. You're talking. You're finding help. You will move forward. So we all have emotional concerns that we have to walk through. And remember, if you're afraid, it's just because you don't know what the future holds, and you don't know what the next clear steps are, and what the next outcomes are. So let's keep on on this journey. Thank you very much for being a part of the group. We are going to continue tomorrow. Remember, all of these resources are free. Download this audio straight to your phone or send it to your email or whatever. Anything that you find valuable here, download it. It's yours to keep forever, whether you choose to do paid consulting with me or not. And if you find this group valuable, please share the link with as many people as possible. But ignore all the idiots who make fun of you. Ignore all the idiots who insult you and things like that. Don't share this link with them. The moment you share this link with one of those idiots, you're going to make things worse for yourself. You are not going to be able to convince them. So don't bother trying to convince them that your Ankara idea is a good idea or that your public speaking or your podcasting idea is a good idea. Don't bother trying to convince them. The moment you send send this audio to them, they're going to start abusing you behind your back and to your face. Oh, this guy has started again. Last week, he was talking crypto. Now he's talking podcast. Tomorrow he's talking Ankara. He has started again. So please don't share this audio with those sorts of people. Don't share the resources with those sorts of people. We don't have any time for that kind of drama in our life. These people, anyway, we should pray for them actually. So that they can start making progress on their own hustle. So I'll see you guys tomorrow. Uh, but I'll be back in a few hours to respond in case there's anything timely on the group or anything here that demands my immediate um, attention. So thank you very much, uh, Kiki, Shodex. Uh, it's not easy to talk about your stuff in the presence of strangers, but don't worry, we shall prevail. And uh, by all means, let's stay clear. Let's avoid all these idiots. So download the free resources and share freely.